Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. 10.07 WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Wilmerati Show. Wilmerati, your host. Gosh, Matt's a rice, uh, our master of ceremonies, and you are our beloved audience. Um, I'll give the second third of the amen list out in a bit. Um, of course, the, the the world is focused on the passing of Queen Elizabeth. I'd like to hear from you. I mean, I, I kind of feel, you know, sad about it. I mean, it had no impact on, on me at all, right? But, I mean... It's it's another for me. It's another one of those familiar things of loss, right? So as long as I've been alive, certainly she's been the queen, right? And now that's gone. You know, it's kind of like losing Vince Scully. You know, <laughs> there's certain things in life, your voices you're familiar with, things you're familiar with, and and they're gone. You know, so um, you know, I, I I like I think people like familiarity. I think there's a there's a there's a there's a thread within our humanity that we like things that are familiar. That's why so a lot of people like traditions. You know, even if even if it's an outdated thing, people like stuff like that. It, it, it's it, it harkens them back to an earlier day. Um, it, it gives them comfort. So I don't know eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. There's a new poll out. This from the Daily Caller. And people were asked a simple question, would you rather live in Florida or California? Well, you can imagine. You can imagine these answers, right? So among registered Republicans, 83% said they would choose to live in Florida, only 17% in California. Independents, 63% said they'd rather live in Florida, 37% in California. And now listen to the Democrats, all right? Are you, 61% said they'd rather live in California, 39%. I tell you, I've got a great solution here. I honestly have a great solution. And this is not new. I did not invent this. This has been talked about before. Why don't we take everybody that's progressive, give them a chance to go to California, and then allow California to secede from the nation. There was a movement just a couple of years ago. California wanted to be part of Canada. And if we have to lose... Washington and Oregon in the process, you know, cut, cut them, cut them a deal, but just fine. Everybody that's progressive, you move to California, have your craziness out there and we'll make you part of Canada. I mean, it could be like Hawaii, uh, uh, you know, not contiguously connected. You know, you could have a separate, a separate thing, but I think that'd be great. Pull the Rams out of there. Um, put the Rams somewhere safe, not in California. Um, any other professional teams that want to leave the Lakers, if they want to go, you know, they'll, they can go to a free state and then just make, uh, make California part of Canada. Can I get an amen? 
<laughs> can I get an amen for that? Anybody think that's a good idea? 860-522-9842. Who are the 63% of the, the knuckleheads that want to live in California? California with rolling blackouts and high prices and can't you buy an electric car? You can't charge your electric car. Spend $66,000 for your electric car. Then it, you're told you can't charge it because we don't have enough power. I mean, come on. How can how I, I said this here day? How could 50% of the people and, and this is just throw a number out? How can 50% of the people look at the country and say, man, this is a this is a real, you know what? I mean, it's a mess. It's an upside down backwards mess. And the other 50% think think we're on the verge of utopia. You know, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it at all. All right, let's take a call. Let's go to uh, Kim. Kim, good morning. Good morning, Pastor Will. Thank you for letting me on. Okay, so uh, probably one of, I think I'm the only one who might be both British and American, and oh, wow. I grew up in uh, grew up in Britain, and That's uh, cool. and I, I grew up in that. England, spent most of my time in Scotland and Northern Ireland. So we shared a we shared a birthday. So when the king had when the queen had her birthday yeah. celebrations. I used to pretend it was mine. <laughs> I remember seeing her in Northern Ireland when she came. And I, you know, I pretended they were all celebrating my birthday. So here's the thing about the queen. Um, she was no shrinking violet for sure. She was a horsewoman. She was also a shooter. And she also established a good uh, a tradition in her family. She served in, the, I think it was during World War, World War II when she did the mechanics and driver uh, because I think London was being bombed at that time. It was pretty a dangerous situation, but she established it for her sons later on in life. She, but I have misgivings about her dying now because she represented established beliefs, good versus evil, good versus mm-hmm. bad. And now there's this gray area. So, our, our, um, And uh, I don't know if you know it, but she's as as a monarch, she's she has a dual role. She is a defender of the faith, which came out of uh, Henry VIII's time when the big power was Spain, who was a big power because it had lost money it was t- taking the gold from the Aztecs as, it, mm-hmm. as Spain was killing the Aztecs. They mm-hmm. were taking all the gold. They became the big, rich power. And uh, Henry VIII wanted something. He wanted a divorce from, from the Pope, but the Pope sided with the, the rich power of Spain and said no you're not going to be able to get your divorce. And that started uh, that started the defender of the faith. It was Thomas Moore who went to the Pope to plead. So she's always been the, uh, the established defender of the faith in the Church of England. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing about this. The new person coming in, Charles, by the way, Charles is not a lucky name. The first Charles, King Charles, he was executed <laughs> because he was wow. stealing the liberties of the people. And, the, and they had a bit of their own civil war. 110 years before American Civil War, the English Civil War happened, then Charles II came in, and he wasn't lucky either. Things got so bad he had to run to Europe to get away before he got lost his head too. So it, wow. when they got their dictator, Cromwell, coming in, it was so bad under the dictator, they wanted the king back, and they got him back. So it's not been a lucky name. And this Charles that's coming in has already uh, set up some signals that bother me. First of all, he has said he's going to be the defender of the faith, blowing off the whole idea that that 
Britain was a Christian country. And the second thing he is he's involved in, he's involved in all this New World Order stuff. He's been pushing their baloney. Mm-hmm. So I think we're in for a bad time. Once, If he comes in and he starts talking about the defender of the faith, uh, then you know he's going down that path. But mm-hmm. he's already already set set a precedent with the things that he's been supporting. Wow. And uh, interesting well, how old is uh, How old is Charles? Charles is like 70 what? 70 something. I don't know where he is. But hopefully so he won't he'll... be around that long. I'm sorry? He won't be around that long, right? Yeah. So maybe it'll be a short thing, but um, it's an interesting time when you look back. You you know why your founding fathers thought the things they thought when they looked yeah. back at the British history. They saw what happened under Henry VIII, how mm-hmm. he started to turn the country against the people's will to another religion. Okay, mm-hmm. good or bad, whether you think of that or not. He criminalized Catholics, and then you start to look at what happened with their civil war. It it was so bad that the people pleaded for a king back because Mm -hmm. uh, anything was better than what they had. And the other interesting part about Cromwell is they had a parliament, and Cromwell started to fight with the the parliament. They ended up having what they called the long parliament. They put more people in, like packing the courts type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Cromwell's people came in and put in what they call the rump parliament meaning the back end of a horse. It was his people. It was called the rump parliament. Fascinating stuff, but you realize now a lot of the things that came out uh, from the founding fathers and our form of government came from the British history. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, I mean, I, I, I think we've done well, I mean, for the most part, for all these years, you know, breaking right. away from Britain, but certainly the foundation and the, the basic understanding of law and, and, and justice came from Great Britain. So I think uh, we've uh, done well because it's been transparent and we've stuck mm-hmm. to the Constitution. Britain mm-hmm. doesn't even have a written constitution. It's a constitutional monarchy. Right. They pass some laws, but they don't have an actual constitution like the founding fathers knew it had to be. Mm-hmm. And right now we're experiencing attacks on all of the constitution especially in the area of the Bill of Rights that was incorporated into the U.S. Constitution. That's where we're really losing it. And you can see what happened with the COVID. You can't speak about certain things. Yep. You can't associate with certain people. You, you uh, uh, Let's see, what else? Oh, the media cannot, not, no freedom of speech in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, there's huge attacks going. So it's important to see what's been in history and how they're, undermining what's going on now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no I, I think you're absolutely right it's interesting to me how how uh, of course the liberal side of the world they're, they're taking shots at the queen and some 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 uh i don't know some reporter on twitter put out a thing that that, that she hopes that she dies in agony and all this other stuff i'm like you people are just sick they're just sick, well sick you know they're basing me. that all on colonialism but you know what um, tucker was right last night he said uh, how are they doing today? These former colonies, and yeah, most right. of them, are, most of them, other than the ones that are uh, speak the English language, is, uh, are doing terrible. The ones in Look Africa, India. India hasn't really. Pro- I mean, other than the nuclear weapons, India hasn't well, really produced since the Great Britain left. Well, actually, I think India's done pretty well. They've kept the the English language as the official language. They've mm. kept the British court system. Uh, they are. Yeah, but, I mean, look at the living conditions. They're committed condition to of democracy, but I think they've got other problems—poverty problems and yeah, things like yeah, that. But um, 
amazing stuff that has has happened and and the colonies for the most part they did bring a market for goods that would not have gone to market in other parts of the world to the well, colonies. They opened up, look they, at the trade the trade routes they opened up. Look at they clamped down on piracy. They they helped stamp out the North Atlantic trade route uh, slave routes. I mean, yeah, they, they did a lot of good years things before before America. It was the nineteen eighteen thirties, right? But um, one last thing on that mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, t- take a lesson. U.S. should take a lesson. They were the world's empire. They were around the world. They had the most power. And where are they now today? The U.S. Mm-hmm. is going down the same route, same path, I think. Yeah. And uh, I think the, uh, we have we have forces within the country that are uh, tearing it down. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, and, you know, the thing is amazing, too, about about uh, England. I mean, look, you, you look at it on a map. They're not that big. Size of Alabama. And they and they took they were, they were the greatest empire in the world for so long. It's pretty it's pretty impressive. I mean, I know every empire does bad stuff. I mean, every there's never been an empire that's a hundred percent. Only the only the kingdom of heaven will be a hundred percent good. Nobody right. else has ever been hundred percent good. But they did contribute great great things to the world. And so, I I, I and, do and I think it's uh, she represents it. It, the, the sort of the death of goodness that came out of there. Yeah. I mean, I know they had. India had problems with them when they wanted their independence. Ireland had problems when they wanted their independence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a natural state of things when you have an empire. Yeah. No, I, I don't know how else you avoid it. I mean, there's always been empires, and there's always been good and bad within the empires. Some are just more good than others, and some are more bad than others. It just kind of works out. Right. Kim, thanks a bunch. I didn't know that, and uh, uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back and give the second third of the amen list. As it's growing, not a record today, not a record, but good, good, healthy, uh, good, healthy amen volume. So uh, we're grateful for that. Okay, uh, we'll be back in two minutes. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. With us. All right, welcome back, 1023. Let me give the second third of the amen list. Actually, I might be wrong. I don't think it's a record, but I'm still counting them. There's a lot of them. All right, here we go. Thor S., Peter, uh, Robert K., Val, Wayne H. from North Carolina, uh, Terry H., Patricia W., David M., 
uh, Jen B, Lisa T, Linda from Florida, Chris P, Dorg, Jeanette W, uh, Lynn B, Terrence B, Simon L, Francisco P, Matthew G, Matt D, Lonnie Mo, Teresa J, Mona B, and Doreen Z. Happy birthday to Patty Rowland today. Yay. Um, yeah, that's it. All right, uh, 860-522-9842. What do you think about this, right? Mo the, the vast majority, the vast majority of people, independents and Republicans, would rather live in Florida than California, but the vast majority of Democrats would rather live in California as opposed to Florida. So I say we allow what has been talked about in the past. I did not invent this. We should allow California to secede from the union, become part of Canada, and give a chance, give like an enrollment period for people who want to leave the United States and move to the uh, People's Republic of Canada, uh, California. And I think we should have that happen. What do you think? Uh, 860-522-9842. How about, do you have any, any, anything about the Queen? Do you feel anything about any feelings of, of warmth or goodness or, you know, pleasant memories? I mean, I was just telling Matt, if it wasn't for England, we wouldn't have Pirates of the Caribbean, right? I mean, it just <laughs> wouldn't happen. Um, sorry. Uh, let's see. I'm going to, I was going to go back into this, this ranked choice voting. I've got another, another piece, uh, but, but I, I don't want to necessarily keep beating up on it. I think it's a bad idea. I think the fact that Ned Lamont is pushing it is all the reason you need to probably not want to do it, but that, that's just, you know, that's just me. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to be difficult or anything, but I think, uh, I think that is uh, as good a reason as any. Um, I do think, um, for better, for worse, I mean, there's, there's certainly, the world is changing. I, I read an article early this morning, um, 10, it was 10 things that say you're not, you're not adjusting to the new world. And I think I was guilty of seven of them. Um, I, I don't know. How, how do you feel? Do you feel like? Do you feel like you're establishing your place in the new world? You feel comfortable with it? Uh, I mean, a lot of things are changing. I think they're changing for good. I mean, I, I like, for instance, let me just give you one example. Zoom. You know, I hardly ever used Zoom before COVID. Now I'm doing probably three or four Zoom meetings a week, five or six sometimes. I mean, I think it's great. I don't have to hop on a plane. I have to go. I can do it right over, and you see the person. You get some sense of how they're responding. So, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'd rather do it in person, but man, it's it saves so much time and money doing meetings over Zoom. So, I think that's a good thing, right? I think uh, we're we're moving toward a cashless society. I think everything is going that way. Um, I think we're heading that the way anyway, and I think Zoom, uh, COVID just increased it. So, I think those are some good things. Um, People are, are definitely, companies are definitely not down with the everybody working remote thing. That's starting to fade out. People are getting called back to work. Some people, the quiet quitters, are getting very upset about it because they don't want to go back. They want to stay at home. Um, I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think what it did to church is a good thing. I, th I think the fact that a lot of people stopped and got out of the habit of going to church, going to worship, and they're sitting home watching in their pajamas on the computer. I don't think that's a good thing, but I am a pastor. I'm kind of biased. Um, so, I, I mean, it's it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. I think, you know, look at the takeout industry. Oh, my gosh. If 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 you're, uh, you know, if you're doing takeout and, and, and you've got, uh, 
What are some of the takeout things? I don't use them, Matt. What are, what are um, Chick-fil-A uses some takeout service and they, they come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DoorDash, Grubba. They come, they pick it up, they bring it. I mean, that that business has exploded. I mean, it's insane, right? So there's a lot of good things that came out of COVID, I think, changes. Um, I, people in plexiglass, they made billions. Of, I wish I had stock in plexiglass. They made billions of dollars in you know. So some good stuff came out of it, you know, but not everything. And I don't know how, how you feel like if you're adjusting well to the new world. Listen, at 1035, we're going to have uh, Christine Keneally on. She is a... Uh, history professor at Quinnipiac. She's Irish, has an Irish background. So I'm not sure how that'll go because, you know, there's there's always been tension between Ireland and and uh, and, and the royal and the monarchy. But we'll see. Um, we'll, we'll get some of her take on the passing of, of Queen Elizabeth. So that'll be good. And then uh, we'll fit some more calls in. I'll give the final third of the amen list. And um, and that's it for Friday. What a what a great show. Just, just screaming by here. All right. So a uh, couple commercials, the news. We'll be back with our guest and more of your calls. Stay with us. All right. Hey, welcome back, everybody. 1038, as we've been talking about, the entire world is focused on the passing of Queen Elizabeth. I think it's safe to say that um, uh, the United Kingdom has a has a complex history. Uh, you think of, uh, it's not just England. There's, there's Scotland and there's Ireland, and, and they've gone through, uh, both countries have gone through periods of wanting independence from uh, the United Kingdom, and certainly uh, war taking place in North and South, Southern Ireland, Northern Ireland. So there, there's a lot a lot of history there, but certainly this is the passing of, of uh, probably the last of the, the great generation's world leaders. Joining us now, uh, on the hotline, Christine Keneally is the uh, professor at Quinnipiac University. She's also the founding director of Ireland's Great Hunger Institute. Of course, my wife has a lot of Irish in her background. She can't wait to go to Ireland. My only connection to Ireland is my my passion for Lucky Charm cereal. Uh, Christine, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Will. Thank you so much. So, um, were you, I mean, not really a surprise that she passed, right? I mean, it's, we knew she was ill and they gave plenty of, uh, of warning within the prior 24 hours. What is, what does this mean though, in terms of um, the passing of the queen and how, how do they look at it in Ireland? I guess maybe is, is a question. I yeah. So that's a great question. And it's something that's maybe changed in the last 10, 12 years. Um, the leaders of many of the political parties in Ireland have been very gracious and marked the passing of Elizabeth as the end of an era, which I think everybody can agree with. Mm-hmm. One of the things that the Irish Nationalist Party have pointed out, that here was a queen who was fully in support of the peace process in Northern mm-hmm. Ireland. Mm-hmm. You referred to the conflict. So, again, she was somebody who was admired even by nationalists. Um, in Scotland, again, Scottish nationalists. This was a woman who was able to do something quite remarkable in terms of bringing together very disparate groups and groups who did not necessarily want to be British mm-hmm. or governed under a monarchy. Mm-hmm. So her passing is actually, I think, going to have a lot of very serious long-term implications for what is the United Kingdom. Mm. You know, it's funny. Um, again, I have no no knowledge, cursory knowledge of, of the history of, you know, the United Kingdom. But my wife and I have been binging on this show called Outlander. 
and it, oh, it's, yeah. set, it's set in uh, 1771, prior to the Revolution. And a lot of the folks, it seems all the folks in the show are, <laughs> make sense, right? They're either English, they're Scottish, or they're Irish, right? So there's there's this coming together of those of those three groups, and you can see even then the tension that existed between between these groups of folks. I mean, I I, I don't I, forgive me for asking such a such a, 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 a foolish question, but so my wife wants to go to Ireland, right? So if we go to Ireland, is it is it stable? Is it is it, uh, I don't want to say safe, but I mean, what is, it's not like it used to be with the, the, the battles and bombings and stuff. That what, what, What's modern-day Ireland today? Modern-day Ireland is modern. It's a very progressive country. It's a very dynamic country. It's beautiful. It's very um, geared up to tourism. So it is just a great place to visit with a lot mm, okay. of energy, combination of history, tradition, and just so much to do. Um, mm-hmm. But can I take a step back? Because I think you, what you raise is really important in terms of history and people not understanding the connection between Ireland and Britain. So Ireland essentially was a British colony since the 12th century. Mm-hmm. So you know, we say in Ireland, Britain's oldest colony. It was not a happy relationship, as you mm-hmm. can imagine. And for centuries, Irish people were trying to win independence. And so you see some of that conflict you, if you've seen the film Braveheart, mm. you talk about um, you know, the TV series that people love. So there has been that tension. And then after years of attempting to get independence, 100 years ago, Ireland was given some form of independence. But part of that process was that Ireland was divided into two states. Right. So Ireland today is now the Republic of Ireland in the south and Northern Ireland. So Northern Ireland was created 100 years ago. It's still part of the United Kingdom, so governed from London. And the conflict Mm. that you referred to, what's called the Troubles, took place in Northern Ireland because essentially Catholics were denied their basic civil rights, Mm -hmm. and that led to 30 years of conflict. Um, I lived in Belfast. It was a very terrible Mm. time. Mm. But that conflict came to an end with the peace process in 1998. Mm -hmm. So we've had over 20 years of this peace process. So Ireland today is a country that is peaceful, um, coming to terms with its past, and for some people in Northern Ireland, they very much hope that the future will be Ireland will be reunified again. What are the, what's, we're talking with Christine Keneally from uh, uh, Quinnipiac, go Bobcats. Um, what's travel? I mean, can you, can you freely, I mean, do you need a passport? How do you travel between Northern and Southern Ireland? Is it not an issue or is there some, some process? It's, you know, again, it's changing. So I lived there in Belfast in the 80s. If I went to Dublin, mm-hmm. there were army checkpoints quite literally on the border. It was quite scary. Since the peace process, that has gone. But you know, again, because of this weird partition of Ireland in mm-hmm. 1921, if you're in the South, if the Republic, the currency is Euro. Once you go to the North, there's no border, but the currency is the British pound. So on this tiny island of 7 million people, there are two currencies, two different <laughs> governments, two different health systems. Mm. It just feels odd. Really? I mean, is there, has there been any movement in the last 20 years for, for reunification? Absolutely. And what's interesting, the main party behind this, there are a number of parties 
that Sinn Féin um, mm. are an all-island party, mm. and they are now a majority in the north of Ireland. And one of the interesting things following Queen Elizabeth's death is the new king, Charles III, mm. has to go to Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland and mm. meet various people. And he is going to meet people do not want to be part of the United Kingdom. Mm. So again, it's going to throw up some very interesting challenges for him. Do you think there'll ever be a time in, in our lifetime that, 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 that there will be a separation or a secession or a unification of Ireland? Do you know, Will, I think you're probably a lot younger than me. I hope in my lifetime there will be a united Ireland because Ireland is one country, that's the way it was for thousands of years. Mm, this mm. partition is a hundred years old. It was never meant to be in my mm. eyes. So in, I hope there will be a unification of Ireland. Um, in regard to Scotland, you know, I'm not Scottish, I can't speak for them, but there are many, many people who want Scottish independence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, wasn't the Queen's mother oh, Scottish? Uh, yes. Was uh, Christine? Wasn't the the Queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth's mother Scottish? She was, and you know, since the time of um, Queen Victoria in the 19th century, mm -hmm. the monarchy has been very close to Scotland, and it was actually Queen Victoria who built Balmoral Castle because mm, okay. she wanted to go up there. She loved the Highland Games, the kilts, and everything. So she sort of reinvented the love of Scotland, mm -hmm. and Queen Elizabeth has carried that on. Um, King Charles III, as he now is, very much associates with Cornwall in the south of England. Mm -hmm. So again, that could have repercussions for the monarchy. Mm -hmm. My gosh, my wife would love to talk with you. She's 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 hungry for her Irish heritage. Oh, that's and, great. And to she's hear. been she's not not antagonizing me, but she has more than a few times dropped the hint that she wants to go to Ireland. And and my her. daughter, for a birthday present, bought her. Uh, got reserved uh, to uh, to plane fare uh, to Ireland, so my daughter wants to take her there, and uh, and I'm sure I'm going to go at some point, just you know because I, it's important to me as well. So uh, yeah. I appreciate you uh, coming on and giving us a background, and and uh, maybe we'll pop in your office someday at Quinnipiac. Our daughter went to Quinnipiac, so maybe oh, we'll, that's great. we'll pop yeah. in and get some some Irish history. I know my my wife would love it. Well, it was great talking to you. I hope you get to Ireland because you will love it. Mm, it's great mm. for every age group, mm. and it's very safe. Is it and raining? Food, it, you know, it's, we call it soft rain. Mm -hmm. it's, it just comes and goes. It's, it's soft. It doesn't really make More you too wet. Yeah, yeah. And the okay. food is fantastic. Oh, well, we know that, yeah, for sure. All right, um, Christine, thank you so much for taking time out. Really appreciate uh, sharing your thoughts, and um, we'll, we'll see what the, what the new king has to, has to say about the future of uh, the United Kingdom. So thank Absolutely. you very much. Thank you, Will. Bye now. Bye. God save the king. Okay. Um, we'll take a break. A couple of commercials. We'll come back. I'll give the final third of the amen list, and then um, that's it. We're almost wrapped up for the week. I got some big news to talk about. Things happening over the weekend, so don't don't come back. Don't miss that. We'll be right back. All right. Before I give the final third of the Amen list, let me just again remind you: we're going to be having a, a 9/11 memorial service, New Life Church in Wallingford, uh, 6 p.m. There'll be music. Local uh, officials will be speaking, and our special our keynote speaker will be Lou Veloz, who is a retired ATF agent. Undercover agent uh, has, has amazing stories and um, 
and was at at Ground Zero, and he'll tell he'll tell those uh, that story as well. So um, it'll be a great time. There's no charges. Come on in. Six o'clock lasts about an hour, and uh, it, it's our way to continue. Uh, we've done this every year since uh, since the first year since 2001, and so we'll continue. I guess what 21st year this year is our uh, our memorial service for 9/11. Uh, and then also there's big, 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 big happenings in racing this weekend. IndyCar finale. It's the final race of the series. The championship will be decided this weekend. Five possible drivers that could win the championship. Will Power from Australia is leading the race. The good news is all of their coverage is on Peacock, if you have Peacock. Uh, practice today, uh, practice number one, 530 is on Peacock. Practice um, tomorrow, 1.15, also on Peacock. Qualifying, uh, 5 o'clock on Saturday, also on Peacock. And then the race itself will be on NBC Network TV. I think the coverage is at 2.30. Uh, Laguna Seca, WeatherTech Laguna Seca, beautiful track in California, very challenging track. And the IndyCar Series will be decided. The championship will. It's a 17th year 17 out of 20 years that the the uh, championship has been decided at the last race of the year. So this is uh, this is a, a common thing for IndyCar. Very competitive, and uh, and and you'll like it. It'll be fun. So I want to encourage you to to tune in uh, Sunday, September 11th, and then uh, our service at 6 p.m. at New Life Church. 860-522-9842. Let me give the last third of the Amen list: Carol J, Jacqueline G, uh, Kim L, Carla U, Mick C. James P, Cheryl K, Pat A, Jolie C, Stephen C, Aaron B, Zeke H, Kevin S, Nick S, uh, Thomas R, and Joy F for a total of 64 amens. Not a record, not a record. Set a record yesterday. Can have a record every day. 77 uh, was a record, but uh, a good, a good, a good solid group. Thank you for participating in the Amen Choir. 860-522-9842. What else did I want to talk about? Let's take a call. Let's go to uh, Weathersfield and Patrick. Patrick, welcome to the show. Morning, Pastor Will. I was just going to say very quickly, I, I highly recommend Ireland. My next trip is my 35th. Really? Yes, sir. How many? What, 35th? Mom, yeah, 35th. My mom, Ireland? My mom, wow. my mom was born, but we go there a lot. Wow. What do you like so much about? It? I mean, obviously family ties, but what 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 would you say most people are the vast majority of people? What what do we like about Ireland? The people, the country, um, mountain mountain climbing, you know, down in the west in Kerry, and then up in the Midlands, all these huge wide open uh, wide open fields. Just mm-hmm. you know, and you you can cover a lot, and you can cover a lot in a little bit of time. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's not a huge country, is it? Right. So that makes sense. Yeah. Northern what, Northern uh, Ireland is Northern Ireland is beautiful. Yeah. Any yeah. Uh, as an Irish person yourself, any thoughts about the passing of Queen Elizabeth? Uh, you know, just uh, like like everyone else said, I mean, seventy year reign, just Gosh. remarkable, mm-hmm. and just so kind of classy. Kind of classy, I'd say the whole way is kind of a word I would use. Yeah, it seems that so. way, right? She's never never any scandal. Never, never uh, did anything that would uh, take away from from the crown or the kingdom. I mean, just always a, a very steady, steady hand. My and, my uh, wife and I were there for the Queen Mother's. Some we were actually in London for the Queen Mother's. You know, some special day. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and 
I remember saying to my wife, this is just the kind of thing the IRA would try and do something to. Right. And, didn't, right. Weren't there, and that afternoon, weren't there all kind of bomb threats on the railroads? On the railroads. Really? Wow. So what took, us, what took us 30 minutes to get back to the hotel took us three and a half hours. Because of the bomb threats. Wow. Yep. Yep. But no, it's beautiful. Uh, Ireland's a beautiful country. Good. Well, I appreciate that. Another uh, another reason we should go. So um, that's Gotta wonderful. Got to go. Thank right, you. Sir, appreciate thank you. it. Okay, Patrick. Um, yeah, I mean, just so so many things about the Queen. Um, good things in terms of her consist- consistency and having met so many world leaders and presidents. And, uh, you know, I kind of, not in, in, in a much different sense, but I mean, I think of Billy Graham. Billy Graham was with every president from uh, uh, Truman through, uh, I, I guess, George W., I don't know if he, he maybe didn't make George. I mean, he was alive, but I don't know if he if he actually visited. Uh, I don't I don't think he ever spent time with President Obama, not for any reason other than he just didn't because he was old. But I mean, it's it's that kind of longevity where you were around so long. You you touched so many eras, you touched so many lives. You you saw so much of history. I mean, you know, come like the, coming out of World War II, up until you know yesterday. I mean, just all the things that she witnessed experienced had a hand in had a part in i mean just uh it's and it's sad it's sad when those when those people leave us because it's another part of uh another part of not only history that's being lost but another era that that we all can relate to particularly if you weren't if you weren't born you know in 1952 your entire life uh she was the queen and so uh it'll be interesting to see the developments of course the funeral will be will be magnificent the coronation of, of, of King III also will be a, a big, big deal, magnificent deal, but certainly not only just a change in the guard, but a changing of, of attitudes and and probably ph- political philosophy and uh, new prime minister. So that's going to have a big impact. So very changing, changing times in, uh, in England and in the United Kingdom. Hey, listen, great, great week, great show. Thank you so much, Matt, as always. Wonderful to have you back and, and doing a fabulous job. Thank you to Christine Keneally from uh, Quinnipiac for coming in. And and all you guys, you, your calls were fabulous this week, and all of your amen support was, was great. And uh, just love you guys. So in, enjoy today. It's going to be a great weekend. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Uh, God bless you. And, uh, and I'll see you Monday morning at 9 o'clock. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.